Hello, people of Anchor Podcasts and podcasts where you find them and of the world. I'm Movie Groove, 90.7 WKKL Midnight Movie Madness. And this is the very first podcast edition of Flashback Fun. What is Flashback Fun, you ask? Well, Flashback Fun is a feature that I began on Midday Movie Madness's Facebook page back in June 2020 where each week, although on non-consistent days, I would revisit a film or two from the past, or sometimes three. The only only rule to this film was that the film had to be over a year old. So here's today. Unfortunately, I have some sad news that broke not even two hours ago. Another one of Hollywood's bright stars has been extinguished forever. TheRap.com reported that 91-year-old legendary actor Christopher Plummer, who charmed audiences as Captain Von Trapp in 1965's The Sound of Music and had well over 200 career credits, has just passed away. The website said that the three-time Oscar nominee and the oldest competitive winner for 2010's Beginners last film role was in the last full mesh opposite another late actor, Peter Fonda. They also said that he died early Friday and passed peacefully at his home in Connecticut with Elaine Taylor, his wife and true best friend for 53 years by his side. The news was confirmed by his longtime friend and manager, Lou Pitt. Chris was an extraordinary man who deeply loved and respected his profession with great old fashioned manners self-deprecating humor and the music of words. He was a national treasure who deeply relished his Canadian roots. Through his art and humanity, he touched us, he touched all of our hearts and his legendary life will endure for all generations to come. He will be with us forever, Pitt said. His career began in the 1950s in television with roles in the TV movie versions of The Philadelphia Story and Cyrano de Berniac. A small sample of his countless roles include voicing Charles Muntz in Disney Pixar's Up, Malcolm X, Twelve Monkeys, The Man Who Would Be King, National Treasure, A Beautiful Mind, The New World, A New World, yeah, The New World, Inside Man, voicing the narrator in the 1990s Madeline TV series, David Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in 2011. Lives, knives Out and All the Money in the World. Plummer's final nomination came from 2017's All the Money in the World, in which he famously replaced Kevin Spacey in the part as the rich J. Paul Getty at the last minute. The web article stated, but his most famous role remains in The Sound of Music from 1965 as Captain Von Trapp. The film became a massive box office success and a Best Picture winner, though he had for years referred to his role as awful and sentimental and gooey, though he did promote the film in an anniversary special for Oprah Winfrey in 2010. The world shall greatly, greatly miss you, Mr. Plummer. Rest in peace. Today, unfortunately, marks exactly one year since the world lost 103 year old iconic actor Kirk Douglas. In his honor for the first part of today's flashback fun, let's go back to the career the actor's career defining film. 
1960 Spartacus, also starring Lawrence Oliver, eventual Best Supporting Actor winner Peter Ustinov, Tony Curtis, and Gene Simmons, the Dalton Trumbull ridden and Stanley Cooper directed historical epic drama, Kubrick's only film that he directed where he didn't have total artistic control, opened on October 19, 1960, and it was based on Howard Fast's 1951 novel. It centered on Spartacus, a slave who leaves a very violent revolt against the decadent Roman Empire. According to the movie's Wikipedia page, Screenwalt writer Dalton Trumbull was blacklisted at the time as one of the Hollywood Ten. Douglas publicly announced that Trumbull was the screenwriter of Spartacus, and President-elect John F. Kennedy crossed American Legion picket lines to view the film, helping to end blacklisting. Howard Fast's book had also been blacklisted, and he had to self-publish the original edition. The $12 million earner, which ended up taking home four Oscars, was Universal Studios' highest earner in history until 1970's airport overtook it. Did you know that even though it's been suggested that Kirk Douglas, at 42 years old, was too old to play Spartacus, it's thought that the actual slave leader was about 38 when he died, and that Gene Simmons actually met the baby she held in the movie 30 years after filming. The now-grown woman was working in the movie industry as a stuntwoman, Resident Evil fans rejoice. Collider.com confirmed yesterday that the reboot of the long-running film series, which began in 2002, starring Robbie Amell and Keosco Delario, has an official date. The website said, simply titled Resident Evil, this origin story is meant to kick off a new series of feature films and will be released on September 3rd, 2021. The Resident Evil reboot hails from Constantine Films and Sony Pictures and is an origin story based on the popular video game franchise. Set in 1998, it traces the iconic Raccoon City incident, which set off a viral outbreak that reshaped the world as we know. It's impossible no more. Sorry folks, couldn't resist that. Yesterday, Disney fans and Cinderella fans and Winnie Houston fans were delighted to learn that the 1997 made-for-TV movie adaption of Roger Nehemstein's musical Cinderella, which first aired on TV in 1957, starring the racially diverse cast of the late Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, Brandy, Bernadette Peters, Vian Cox, Natalie DeSalle, and Victor Garber, who cast a spell upon Disney Plus's kingdom beginning February 12th. Due to that news, and unfortunately the fact that Houston passed away unexpectedly on February 11, 2012, the other part of today's flashback fun will involve two Houston films that came on almost a year apart from each other. The first film... December 22, 1995's Waiting to Exhale was adapted from Terry Millen's Waiting to Exhale book, which came out in 1992. Conveniently, or ironically, the year that Houston's film debuted, The Bodyguard, which I've talked about on Midday Movie Madness in the past, opened.
A star from Hot from starring Houston, the romance film, which was Forrest Whitaker's directorial debut, also starred Angela Bassett, Leah Roshan, Loretta Devine, Michael Beach, and Dennis Hayward. It focused on four women friends in the Phoenix, Arizona area and the tricky relationships with each other and the men in their lives. The film made a total worldwide gross of $81.45 million. Last November, it was announced that, Witten, that ABC was developing a TV series of the film. Did you know that Houston and Michael Beach would reunite in 2012 Sparkle in what would end up being Houston's final film? And that years after this was released, Houston's co-star Angela Bassett would helm the Lifetime original biography about Houston, simply titled Whitney. The next year, on December 13, 1996, Houston would star alongside Denzel Washington and Courtney B. Vance in Penny Marshall's comedy drama, The Preacher's Wife. The film, a remake of 1947's The Bishop's Wife, which in itself was based on Robert Nathan's book of the same name, tells how an angel arrives on earth to help a preacher save his church and his family. The $48 million earner would be up for the Best Original Music, Original Musical or Comedy Score Oscar, but obviously not take it home. Did you know that Houston's own mother, Sissy Houston, is seen in the film, singing with the Georgia Mass Choir, and that Jennifer Lewis is just six years older than her on-screen daughter, Whitney Houston? That's all for, for this week's Flashback Fun, folks. So... Until next time, as always, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots of movies and DVDs. See you then, my minions. Bye.